So guys, for my money, the best promotion we have going at DNVR across our entire podcast network is with Green Mountain Dental Group. If you guys have not taken advantage of this, hit them up. They are still giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you guys schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Look, we've all got to go to the dentist. Just something that we got to do every six months, every year. Might as well get a free Sonicare toothbrush that's going to last you a long time out of it. So hit up Green Mountain Dental Group today. They are located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. They are Denver to their core, just like us here at DNVR. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group, they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush today. What up? What's happening? Welcome in to another Losers Lounge bah, 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 here at the DNVR bar that gets folded, the Atlanta Hawks. 123 to 115. It was a tough watch from start to finish, an uninspired effort, to put it gently, from the Denver Nuggets. Adam Morris has the night off. I'm Brendan Vogt, joined alongside by Eric Weedham. You know him as D-Line Co. What's up, guys? I'm, uh, I'm probably going to knock off here in 10 or so minutes, so. Sweet. Good energy. Good start. <laughs> and uh, everyone's favorite Quidditch player, it's Dev. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got to be an NCAA sport at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what, basketball? I don't, I don't want to watch rugby, any more of that. Rugby with a stick. Quidditch? <laughs> yeah. If you want, guys, we can do a full hour on Quidditch. I'd rather do that than talk about the Nuggets right now. But, uh, no, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little therapy lounge. Of course, Harrison Wind will join us later in the show. He'll give us an update from that media call, that media availability. But let's start where we always start, Dev, and that's with our big takeaways. You have the honor of your first takeaway from this uh Super fun loss. Um, the biggest takeaway for me is like just the Nuggets like not being in a position to to take nights off, and this was a night that they took off. Uh, you know, in the past you could you could lose a, a couple of games because you, you're winning, um, and you have a, a type of rhythm that you could fall back on. But this is not a team that's in a position to lose games. They need right. every single win. So like that's just really rough. And then a lot is said about how many games they've played. Uh, you know, in the last week, week and a half, but just looking forward it doesn't get any it doesn't get much better they have four games and six nights again so if you're tired now it it does there's no there's there's nothing positive on the other side of this so i just don't see how you're okay with losing these type of games if the issue is exhaustion and injuries that problem's not going anywhere anytime soon eric what was your big takeaway from the laws uh, the big takeaway, unfortunately, is that this is what it looks like when you don't have Nikola Jokic uh, providing the production that you just have come to count on him to, to provide. Like, you need the rest of the team to step up. And you don't blame Nikola Jokic because he's not a machine. He's a man. Um, so, you know, you can't expect him to go out and just absolutely carry the team every night. He had a rough night. I mean, you know, everybody does. And... Just the rest, nobody else showed up. Jamal did at the end, but it was like too little, too late. Um, we just saw a lot of like really shaky play from the guards in general. Yeah, the defense. Um, the defense was just a disaster. It was exactly what we feared going into this game, where you know nobody able to contain anyone at the point of attack. Not only did they not contain them, they just, uh, I mean, it was just like strict, uh, like matador stuff. So. Uh, it sucked. It sucked to watch. sucked to uh, talk about right now, but let's do it. <laughs> the perimeter defense was one of mine as well, um, but I'm just going to go right to the hot-button topic. I thought the rotations were funky tonight. To see Zeke Naji close over MPJ tonight was suspect. I, I, totally I thought suspect. Porter played a very solid game. Uh, Naji did not, and that's no disrespect to the rookie. who. Uh, but I'm just surprised at this stage. I mean, the first thing Malone told us about Zeke Naji this season, way back in training camp, was that he looked a little overwhelmed, mm-hmm. that he didn't look ready. So... I've appreciated them finally playing him, giving him these minutes, especially as they're just looking for any fresh bodies that they can find. But if that's the case, then why only was it 19 minutes for MPJ tonight? Uh, and a night they needed him, a night that he was playing well, and a night that they needed offense in the second half. Dev, he was nowhere to be found. There was there was a lot of, of questionable decisions when it came to the rotation. Um, the Zeke Naji closing out over Porter, of course, is, is one that really does stand out. Um, even going back to to Bo Bo earlier in the game, like he started out red hot, then he went through his whole spurt of just having no idea what he's doing out on the floor and just being around. and And he played him for for longer, especially to come out of the doghouse and then all of a sudden play, you know, good minutes. We didn't see enough of RJ Hampton early. He came mm-hmm. in, he gave a jolt. Um, there was a lot of things that just didn't, you know, go well 
um, as far as rotations. But on a night that you needed another score, especially with Nikola Jokic not being aggressive and, and his shot not falling, him coming back, you know, to reality, it, it would have been good to see Michael Porter Jr., you know, get a chance to try to close him out or at least stay in the in the rhythm that he was having because, like you said, he was not having a bad night. Um, you didn't see as many mistakes that you do typically see. His shot was falling. I want to know why he didn't you yeah. know, stick with him. Eric, what are you, were you surprised not to see Porter out there? Yeah, at a certain point in the third, we called it out. We're like, where's Porter? Where's Porter? And, um, I mean, I, I think your assessment of the way that this game was managed was the only one that you can really go to, and that's that it was funky. Like, I, I don't really it, – it seemed like there was, like, a lot of experimentation going on, um, almost like just – you know, um, Malone and Co. just sort of assumed that they could just waltz in and take this game, and so they thought they could just like kind of maybe learn some things tonight. But when the chips were down, like I, I really, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. Like this, I, I don't usually feel that grumpy about the Nuggets. I'm feeling pretty grumpy tonight, though. This was like a grump fest. I mean, I thought his defense was good in that first half, and that's maybe focusing too much on blocks or whatever, but his effort was there. And a couple of those blocks were high effort plays, Dev. I mean, I just thought in the past you can say, okay, we can trace back Malone's logic, whether you agree with it or not. They needed defense. They needed points here. I mean, mm -hmm. it, is it fair to just call this, like, probably the wrong decision? I mean, it's easy to say from the outside looking in, but... Yeah, I mean, there had to be something else that, like that goes into it, and he actually has to address it because that's like a questionable, you know, game. Like yeah. you could say that his defense wasn't amazing, but he also he did some things that you really, you know, you haven't seen from him. He he got back on, on place. Um, so like there was the, there was the play earlier in the game where the guy came into him and and just really just wrecked him, and he got the foul call. And the next play down, he you know, I mean, not the next play down, but like early later in the game, he moved out of the way, went up and got Trey Young's. Right. Uh, shot off the like the backboard and it's those are the play. high energy plays that you need from a player that is you know deemed not a defensive player but he's giving his all on the defensive end and then he's also scoring on a night that you need scoring so yeah. if the defensive player that you know doesn't play defense is playing defense that night and he's also giving you scoring how do you go away from it his rotations weren't that bad tonight oh so dude <laughs> like the more I, I was just kind of like living in the moment grumpy about this game but like now, like replaying so many moments of them in my mind, I'm like, what the, what the hell? And the Hawks kind of were going to like a three guardish type of thing at the end, but you know, the, the, a lot of the fans have been clamoring to see more of MPJ at the four. Maybe that was a good opportunity to just slide him up instead at Zeke. Uh, so that was one note I found surprising. Uh, but let's go on to the other notable rotation decision tonight, Dev. First quarter bowl minutes, and then I I was even more surprised to see him come out there again in the second half. What are your thoughts on seeing Bull tonight? Yeah, that one shocked me. I'm, I'm telling. First off, I was shocked to see him play because yeah. we just haven't seen him in so long, and and there's so many questions of where's Bo, where's Bo. You know, I don't, I don't think that he should play a lot of minutes, but you know, giving him a few minutes and seeing how he is, and also just giving another body, um, especially on a team that has two bigs. So when Bobo first got in the game, him and Faku had a great connection. He scores. Next time down, he shoots a three. Maybe since the momentum's going on on his side, you play him for a little bit. Yeah. Once he makes a mistake, then you then you pull him, and it seemed like he did try to do that. But then he started getting worse and worse and yeah. worse. So you got to see the high and the low of Bobo, um, which you know it comes with just not playing a, a lot of minutes. So on the on the other on the other hand, you want to say, hey, you have to play your guys through their mistakes and, and let them learn on the fly. That's the only way they're going to get better. But then you're in a position that you have to win right. games. Exactly. So it makes it really, really hard. You know, like the Hawks, typically this is a time that you, you know, you you tinker with the lineups and you do different type of things. Um, Cavaliers are, are the same exact way. But when you don't have as many wins as you as you want, you're not where you where you want to be. You can't just keep trying to change it right. up. You you have to stick with what yeah. you know. Were you feeling those bowl minutes, and did you feel differently about first half or second half? Uh, I definitely felt like it was a cool novelty when he came in in the first half. He hit that three. I was like, oh, baby. Like, I was feeling – it felt weird to feel confident about Bull Bull again and excited to, to watch him play. Then, of course, he had the – like, he's physically unable to not travel at least once per game when he when he uh, catches and wants to take off. Um, so, I mean, I, I liked it, but in – I mean, it's like you said. I mean, once – once we hit that second half and it like it was becoming clear that the Nuggets were losing control of the game, it was like, yeah, we need to buckle down here. Like we got to get our, our like we can't be 
experimenting anymore. Like that that ship has sailed. Like now's winning time. And um, Malone just stuck with things that weren't working for too long. Like he he left Jamal Murray to guard Trey Young for, and I feel like that was honestly where the game turned. Like so. I thought this was a throw bowl of bone game. To me, I mean, there's yeah. been all this conversation about, is he in a doghouse? Obviously, that clip circulates after last game. He can't get in garbage time because he forgot to wear his jersey. <laughs> like, the bowl stonks are down, fellas. And this is a guy who was, yeah. wh- whether you think bowl is good or not, the fact that the team was talking, the front office, the coaching staff, the players, there was real noise about this very talented player. Yep. Um. So I thought this was a, we're just going to make a concerted effort to give the kid a chance throw him a bone. Malone um, does this. And, and that's one thing in the first half, but in the second half, I thought it was suspect. I would not have gone back to him more if I did maybe go all the way into the experimental thing and, and throw a zone, try to get Atlanta out of, out of their rhythm. Um, so I don't know. I was surprised by it. I was. Uh, let's move on now, guys. Let's just run through each of the players on the roster here. I just want to ask you what you thought about their nights. Um, Dev, this was a two sides of the coin night, I thought, from Jamal Murray, who was very, very good offensively, not so much defensively. What do you think? I mean, I have nothing negative to say about Jamal just due to the fact that you want him to score. You need him scoring. You need him to find that rhythm on a night that Jokic has an even decent night. Um, you know, this is a win for the Nuggets. So to see Jamal Murray still being aggressive, getting to the free throw line, which we hadn't seen earlier in the season, it's trending in the right direction to show like he's at least aggressive and, and he's starting to come back to himself. On the defensive end, I mean, he got attacked all night. Who, who didn't? Trey Young did whatever he wanted out there. Um, so you want to see, you know, progression on that end. But as far as scoring and what you really do need from Jamal Murray, he gave it to you tonight. I thought he played really well offensively. Um, you know, I did say in that pregame, if I could pick one thing, I would have loved to see Jamal rise and meet. It would have been tonight's nice defensive challenge, and he did not. Nope. He was not alone. Will Barton, horrible defensively tonight. Two guys who actually – Barton also had a decent night offensively, more so than might, some people might think. But defensively, it was terrible. I mean, did it add up to a positive impact from you from Murray, Eric? For Murray, I, I, I mean, I just said, like, I really think this game fell apart with his abysmal defensive effort on Trey Young. Like, blowing by, allowing wide-open three-pointers to, pointers to come from it. It was all in that third quarter. And we were just watching it unfold, like, and we were, you know, just screaming out, like, why is RJ not on Trey Young? Why is Faku not on Trey Young? Like, Jamal Murray can't handle this. Like, he can't, he's just not quick enough for whatever reason. So, um overall though i mean like you got listen like we're still trending up as far as what uh murray has to offer uh which is his scoring punch i mean he what do you get in the 30s again um this is another game like where we're starting to realize that that is reliable but you know again a night without without jokic um nobody steps up breakdowns defensively like it was just frustrating deb what do you think of will barton's night so first off, Will Barton did like extremely well in that first half. He, he played exceptionally well. He was the scoring target. He, you know, he was getting into the paint. He got a dunk. Uh, so you see that the legs are coming back. Everything was going well for him. For him, really, where it st- where it stops, and I'm sure where where people's minds go is once he missed that free throw coming back from the half. The from there, yeah. it really just started tanking, and I think that maybe he even got into his own head. Um, because he already knows, you know, what type of you know player he is. Um, a lot of it is momentum. So as soon as he missed that free throw, things did start to go, started going bad for him. But on top of that, Barton is like a player that if the team is trending up, he's going to go with that. When the team is trending down, he's going to go with that. He There was not many players that you could have went to tonight. Right. Um, Jamal is the only one that's scoring. Um, well, Barton tried to do what he had to do earlier in the game, and then when you when you have momentum scoring the ball later in the game, it's harder for you to say, okay, I'm just going to go to the hot man because I'm I could be the hot man. I've been the hot man tonight, so I think that it was a conflicting <laughs> night for Will Barton on do I score or do I pass? Yo, <laughs> what do you think, Eric? I'm you know what's crazy? What's you're you're going to have a hard time believing this. The chat. Angry at Will Barton. <laughs> oh, so hard amazing. to believe. You know what? Look, I. Tonight, offensively, I didn't think Barton was too bad. You know, I, I he was good, man. Like, but but defensively, Eric, we're talking about the perimeter defense. Totally. He was out there. I mean, it was hardly a, a oh, I know, I know. But I mean, yo, know, like, Will Barton was not the issue in this game. 
He just wasn't. Like, he wasn't great, but he was great. I mean, he was good offensively. He was the only one scoring in the first quarter outside of MPJ, who then mysteriously never made it back. I, I thought he was part of the problem, to be honest, insofar as the perimeter defense was the problem. Uh, and, you know, that they had to turn to RJ was unfortunate. Uh, Zeke Naji, uh, what do you think? Kind of an underwhelming night from him, Dev, but the expectations are low. Sorry, I'm not sure why people would put money in and put who let the who dogs let the out. Dogs like, out? That just, on a Sunday Somebody, night after a loss? That Somebody throws, plays who lets the dogs Who let the put their out. own money into that. It, sorry, it threw me off. Zeke Nagy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Zeke Nagy was not uh, let out. He, he did not have a good game, and you start to go back to um, why he was not playing a lot of minutes in the first place. Uh, this was like, you know, not the first time, but this is one of the times that you get to see that, yes, he is a rookie. Yeah. Um, just... <laughs> Sorry, this this song's thrown. Devin, somebody let the dogs out. It doesn't match the vibes of Man. our show at all. Hey, right in the now. chat, could you, could one of you let us know who did in fact let the dogs out? <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> Zeke Nagy played a lot of minutes, and you wanted him to get that chance. So you you really do like you root for a guy like uh, that. You know that he's playing his hardest and he he's doing everything that he can. But at the same time, it's against a, a pretty talented you know front court um, with the Atlanta Hawks. So it did make it hard, um, especially with Jokic. Everything comes back to Jokic not having a good night, so you, you get to see right. the, the negative um, aspects of every single player. Eric, Zeke was 3 from 5 tonight, 7 points, 3 rebounds. Uh, you know, expectations are low, but in 30 minutes. How did you think he looked tonight physically? Did he look like he belonged out there with the Atlanta? Uh, there were, he he had some, uh, some uh, containment out at, the, out at the perimeter, which was nice. Uh, he did some Rook stuff. Overall, he was fine. He just, you know, he's not quite ready to start in the NBA. I think that much is clear. I, it, I think Barton may have let the dogs out as far as the uh, as the chat is concerned. <laughs> um, I, you know, like it, it's just it's not a great situation when you are finding yourself reliant on a literal rookie in this league. Like, I, I, I need to, I need to know why MPJ wasn't playing down the stretch. I like, I need to know. There has to be something to it. Um, I, 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 I would not in any of circumstance have been reliant and relying on Zeke Naji going down the stretch like that. Um, so, you know, he was fine, but he shouldn't have been in that position. Fuck you, Dev. Some moments against Trey, he got shook as hard as anyone else did. Uh, generally, I thought he did a better job defensively. Four for seven from the field, four for four from the line, 16 points. What do you think of Faku's performance? You can't get mad with him because everything about him is energy, mm. and he brought that, you know, into the into the final whistle. Um, he, you know, he he was the player that was still playing extremely hard in the fourth quarter. He's knocking down shots. He's still giving Trey Young different looks, and like let's just look at it. Jamal Murray like let Trey Young do what did whatever he wanted in that third quarter. So now you have it's, it's like hitting a a beehive. It's like hitting a beehive, um, and then everything is just going like like not your way. Yeah. And then you're asking him to slow down a player that's like scorching hot, you know. Um, so I think that that was really tough uh, position for Composo to be in. Um, but he did bring that energy. He still did make great decisions. And what's fun about Faku is he's such a high IQ player that he could take chances that other players can't take. Yeah. Um, especially on the defensive end. Um, you see him face guarding guys. He's going over for he double helps teams from the weirdest places, weird spots. But he can get back right. because he's smart enough to yeah. know exactly what's happening and where to be at on the floor. So, I mean, I liked I liked what I what I seen from Faku <laughs> tonight. You can't be down on him. Eric, one dynamic I've been watching, and Monte Morris is dealing with that shoulder strain, which is probably the biggest issue. But Faku's had the ball in his hands a lot more. And Monte, you know, as he's sort of become that next point guard with Monte dealing with the shoulder strain, we've seen Morris maybe have some sub subpar performances. <laughs> much, much better tonight, Eric. 15 points, 7 for 13 from the field, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, did you like what you saw from Monte Morris tonight? Morris was great. Yeah. Morris was one, one of, like, the three players when he was – had the ball in his hands you were like oh phew like something good can come from this like oh sh good monte's shooting it um he was great like that's everything you want out of monte i thought faku was great too like i i really thought that faku was able to disrupt trey young quite a bit like he uh had sort of a dark period um from middle of the third quarter leading into a lot of the fourth and that was when just because you know faku is that past like Trey Young had to actually work for his points rather than having wide open shots, right? And or just getting in simple float. I mean, Dev was just saying like 
admiring the floater game from Trey Young, which was on full display because right when you just get, you get right past Murray and before you even start to think about anybody protecting the rim, you just you have that wide open shot in the lane, which he hit over and over and over again. And Faku at least pre- prevented that. So um, Faku was good and Barton was good, and um, but to no avail. Usually, if he finished with 0.0 rebounds and one assist, I would call that a quiet night. Somehow, I think Isaiah Hartenstein had a loud 10 minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> what did you see from him tonight? I thought it went in both directions. I think he's just all over the floor, um, all over the court. But we already know I'm never going to say anything <laughs> negative about him. So he's just out there, and he's, just, he's excited to be in the league. So I have nothing to say, you know, about uh, Isaiah. But since we're still talking about it, um, just something that we should bring up is, the fact that going to the guards and also putting Hartenstein and Jokic and, and those big guys into bad positions is not having a player like Gary Harris yep. or, or P.J. Dozier or, and, and those type of defenders, um, the point of attack is just so easy, and that's why Trey Young is able to score so easy with the floaters and, and getting to his spots because once he breaks down a player like Faku or, or Jamal Murray, it's free reign from there, and you have a player that's so creative uh, with the ball in his hands, and his his handle is so tight, and he just he, he just knows exactly where to be. He could throw it up, he could skip. Like there was a lot of Trey Young passes in that game that I don't think that people realize how incredible they were. Yeah. Left-handed, yeah. oops, um, full court skips around that we see from Jokic and those type of things. But not having a player like Gary Harris, um, it just makes it easier for guards um, like. Trey Young to be able to attack and you know in the in the NBA most nights you're gonna play against a, a player like that especially right. at the point guard spot right. so they really really do need their defensive point guards or just guards that could just be on a, a point guard like that yeah. so now you have point guard issues and you have no wing God. so what, what are you do? doing what do you do <laughs> we have nothing but issues and I just, like, when Gary Harris is out like God. we talk so much about the lack of ring protection and no no wings sometimes the point of attack defense I think is like the worst of all and it's it's, it's like the first dude. domino to fall of course and then you've got Jokic doing things he's not going to do defensively like we talked about in the pregame show those lobs that just went over the top of oh, his fingers God. bunch of those tonight oh um, yeah it was it was Murray not being able to stop the point of attack Jokic refusing to even put his arms up until the third quarter when it was when you're talking about those lobs like I mean poor Jokic but the Hawks actually like they lead the NBA by like a wide margin in those lobs like the lobs uh, points and then you have a team like the Nuggets who really really can't they can't stop the lobs so it's a three-point shooting team and a lob team which is you know the Nuggets kryptonite and then they have it on display with a guard that's just really crafty that could do whatever he wants. No one else is kryptonite. It's, it's a, won twelve games. A little depressing <laughs> how many bad teams are straight up bad matchups for the Nuggets. Oh but, my uh, god! Yeah, from Hartenstein, I thought there were some solid defensive possessions. Then no. there's the offensive best possession down the stretch where he catches the ball just on the roll, drops just drops. Has no oh idea where he god. wants to go with it, uh, and just zero rebounds isn't good enough. So I mean, gross, his backup man. center. It, it, that's probably the top thing I would say I Yo, like from my backup center. At this point, if I were a GM yeah, or a fan or, or a fan or a media member, um, I was watching that game, and uh, at a certain point, I was like, "The when we were talking about Hartenstein being a carbon copy replacement for Mason Plumlee, no, he is not. <laughs> he is absolutely not. Like he does some good stuff, but man." I don't know, man. I might be out on it. Hey, don't I think take, I might be out. Don't on take uh, Mason Plumlee for granted, man. That was no. something we talked about a lot. Like that's a solid backup center across eighty-two games. No and, doubt, dude. You know, I'll own it. Like we heard, saw, and relayed some good things about Hartenstein as media coming into the season, and so far, any attempt to hype that signing looks a bit silly. Um, but hey, let's get into our ad read, guys. Ali, do we want to do the Zoom Care ad read tonight? We don't, we don't need to. Then fine, we don't have to. <laughs> nice and easy. Instead, I will talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official oh. beer of DNVR. They also have the official beer of the Denver Nuggets, the Mile High City Copper Lager. We drink that a lot here on the show in the DNVR bar. I wish I drank more of it today. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why I'm like <laughs> all business for this, really. Uh, if you're not sure where to find it, punch it into the Breck Beer Locator, one of the dopest tools out there. You punch in what flavor you're looking for. You tell them where they live. They tell you where to find it, down to the nearest tenth of a mile. As easy as that. Also, guys, let's talk about those Celsius. Uh, Breck is finally introducing their uh, seltzer uh, line. It comes in a beautiful Jokic 15-pack. 
They got that apple, pear, cherry, peach, uh, cherry, comma, peach, comma, berry, Black and honeydew. Cherry. A lot of commas. Lot uh, of head to the Breck Beer Locator, <laughs> see where the closest 15-pack of Breck Beer Seltzers is. The DNVR fam, uh, we've all tried them. We love them all. That's actually for real. That's a real sell job, dude. Those yeah. Breck- Wait, Dev, you, you weren't even familiar with the concept of a seltzer. No, it's like uh, it's like carbonated water or like hard water or something like <laughs> but that. But then you had the peach, and now you're a certified peach man. That's the only one that will try. The peach is it's, it's not bad, and I, I need to stay hydrated. So having a sel- uh, seltzer is like good for like hydration. Like, you know, high schooler uh, starts cramping up in a high school basketball oh, yeah. game. Get All a you high schoolers out there. Get a seltzer. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, let's all talk about Hassle <laughs> Cattle Company. It's the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. It's a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful U.S. of A. Head to HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L. CattleCompany.com. Learning how to read here. On the fly. Use promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off. And, hey, if you order in bulk, any orders over 200 hundred dollars you receive free shipping check them out we promise 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 you will not be disappointed all right fellas we went a little long in the first segment let's keep it moving here we're gonna play one of our famous games producer oh. uh, this one's really innovative brand new structurally nothing yeah. like any of our other games luckily we we happen to have props that worked it's called up and down <laughs> um, worked with this brand new game Different from hot and cold, different from stonk reports. Yeah, yeah, this is a whole new... Um, this one, we f- figure out who's up and who's down. Yeah, it's real complicated. <laughs> All right, fellas. This one's pretty... I'm just going to start with an easy one, and I think it's kind of a fun one, a good vibe one. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. So, wait a minute. We came up with this game, and I, I don't even know... We didn't know flush exactly. it out at all, yeah. What, what are we... Are we saying... We're talking about... Uh, the trajectory that we believe that they're on. Yeah, up or down. Don't overthink it. Do we there. feel good about them moving forward? I'll give my. You know what I feel about Jamal Murray? I feel up. He's up. <laughs> I'm feeling up when it comes to Jamal Murray. He's definitely on the up. His scoring is coming back, and once you get Jamal Murray scoring <laughs> and giving some help to Jokic, he's definitely on the up. It's definitely <laughs> up, up, on up, the up, up, up. This. Would you call um, what he's on an ascension? Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. I, think, I think he's on a heater. They call it a heater. I'll tell you what. The last thing I'm going to call it is an ascension. No, Murray's up. Murray's up. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to show my arrow because you all know it's true. And, look, it's the defense was really bad tonight. But, again, it's this much like the Washington game. There is a positive takeaway, which is, yeah, he looks right physically again. And, and that's – you'll take it. We need it, although it turns out we had it. It didn't matter. But Interesting night to ask this one. Oh, boy. Um, oh boy. MPJ? Dev, up or down? Woo. No, wait, is this, again, as we're establishing the rules on the fly, is this how you personally just feel about him? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think he's on the up. Oh. The only reason I say that he's on the up is because he's now in the starting lineup. So, of course, he has to be on the starting up. Starting line? Uh, it's not called the starting line down. Exactly. So, he, <laughs> he's a starter. He's getting his minutes. Uh, we don't know what happened to tonight, but before tonight, he was actually getting minutes, and he was making the best Fair. of those minutes. Right. So, he has to be up. Eric, what do you think about MPJ up or down, brother? I think he's a part of the starting line up. <laughs> I agree with Dev. He's uh, he's trending up. Um, unfortunately, if I was Michael Malone, I might give a old downeroo. But somebody played who let the dogs out again. I'm gonna give that a down. Someone's watching the show, Dev. They just paid up for that, yeah. So I'm gonna give who, who let, let the, the dogs, dogs out, out a down. down. <laughs> but um, no, MPJ's up, man. Like he just didn't get the minutes. Confusingly, it makes no sense. Uh, but he is a player. He looks more confident. That's all you can ask for. The man is up. I think he's up. Uh, and that was my biggest issue with tonight. I, it's like after he has that offensive explosion, then tonight I think he approaches the game the right way, and he doesn't play at all in the second half. Very, very strange. I thought it was all trending up, Def. Up, 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 up. <laughs> he's got to be up. Easy. Nice and easy. Very insightful, Dev. Zeke Najee, Eric, big game against the Lakers. Big game. Yo. Since then, coming back to earth a little bit. Up or down on Zeke? Yo, Zeke is, is like straight steady. Like, he's just, he's not really going anywhere. Like, I still believe in Zeke, but he's not he's not really showing me uh, that he should be counted upon uh, at this exact moment in time. I'm going to give him a, a steady. Steady. Dev? I'm going to give him a down. 
The only reason I give him a down is because when you get some minutes, you're supposed to make the best of those minutes. And right now, he's not making the best yeah. of those minutes. Uh, when you come off the bench, it looks a lot different because you're going against guys that are not starters in this league. And also, um, you start to see the flaws and things that are not going so well. We thought that he was high because he was making all of these shots. And um, he, he looks like he just we knew where to be high. on the floor. Huh? We thought he was high. Yeah, well, we were high on him. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Are you high? <laughs> Not high, no. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think that it has to be uh, down for him right now until he proves that he could uh, he could at least create some consistency. Yeah, I think it's down. Um, you know, I don't think the defense has been awesome. I don't think the rebounding's been great. You know, he's out there right now. It seems like he's out there to shoot. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't. Tonight, I didn't think it was a great night from Zeke. I think he's trending down. I think ultimately, from this opportunity he's been handed, he's done a good job with it. He's shown he's ready at some point to play NBA minutes, a guy that's worth giving a look. Uh, but I also think we've learned there's a hard ceiling on it. He's probably not a starter. I got Zeke down. It was a bummer, man. Bull Bull, Eric. I mean, it was bull, definitely down before tonight. Yo, Bull Bull. Bull Bull's got to be up, man. Bull Bull has to be up. He couldn't have been any lower. <laughs> he literally did not wear his NBA uniform to be an NBA player at an NBA game so he was not able to enter the game that was as down as it gets and so to see him being placed in early and getting you know actually decent minutes for him I mean that he's up he had a three pointer absolutely I mean you, you can't go any lower than he was like, sure. that's it's really possible. what it is uh, he got some minutes he got to be out there on the floor he also made both of the shots that he, that he took um, you, you start to see like small spurts in it's really not on him. That's not a game that you could blame on Bobo because he didn't have horrible minutes. It just was not, you know, what you expected or needed at the time. But you definitely have to be up on him. Yeah, up because he played, because he hit some shots. Uh, defensively, man, it is a mess with Bull. And it, it looks like it's going to be a mess for a long time. But, again, I think this was a throw him a bone game. I think he was – it seems like he was in a doghouse. So, Why in that throw sense, us a bone? it's definitely up. I want a bone. Like, Denver Nuggets, throw us a bone. Like, just play better than we expect one night, right? Sure. That'd Let's talk nice. about Facundo Campazzo. Uh, this is a, a bright spot these days. Yeah. I thought he looked great in this road trip. Uh, what do you think, Dev? Up or down for Fokker? He's a up. He's definitely a up. He proved that he's a player in this league that, you know, provides consistency, and you're going to get the exact same thing. You know what you're going to get from him every time. And what type of coach doesn't want a player that they know what they're going to expect from him, and he's going to live up to that? Um Faku's knocking down shots. He's giving, you know, defensive effort. He brings energy every single time that he's on the floor. And he's just a high IQ player. You can't be upset about that type of player who's also just not out there getting attacked every single time. I'm up on Faku. I'm, I'm way up on Faku, man. Oh, yeah. I think the defense is great. Um, the other thing is I think the energy is great. And this is something going back to training camp. We wondered about Faku. Would it be infectious? I think... I, I wish it was tonight. It didn't. It didn't seem to permeate the rest of the group. But this is as a Malone guy as you could have like made in a lab. He's going to play hard regardless of the score. I like those minutes when he's in there with the starters too. Um, I don't know, man. I'm way in on Faku. I know everyone's down on the idea of Faku as opposed to a wing, as opposed to a Tory Crab type. But he's hardly been the problem these last few games. I'm way up. Oh, up, 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 up. Like I see a lot of. Uh... Very Spanish-sounding names in the in the chat. Also very interested, very in on Faku. But, man, Faku's been great. Like, it is that, that, little, that little jolt that you get in a game where, you know, like, this game is supposed to be fun to watch. It's supposed to be fun to play. And he actually makes it fun from time to time. Um, most of the Nuggets had completely checked out down the stretch, and Faku just kept hitting threes. Like, he was not about to give up. I, I love that. I love that never-say-die attitude. I love just the fact that the man just wants to play. He wants to compete all the time. Um, it's just not something that we see from every player every night. So, Kampatho, up to you, my man. <laughs> would you say he's uh, an NBA player? I would describe him <laughs> definitively as an NBA player. <laughs> Matt Moore, sub-pod. <laughs> sub, Sub-comment. Okay, downer, Isaiah Hartenstein. I think I just revealed my own answer, but Dev, up or down? <laughs> up. Whoa! I have nothing negative to say about <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> I have no basketball takes about the man. He's out there not rebounding, um, not giving you much else, but... Sounds up to me. He's gonna uh, he's gonna help his teammates out, you know, get in a guy's face if he has to, and uh, oh. gently just push him in the, the other direction. Eric, 
That was a confused. I don't understand what we just got out of Dev. Let me just prep my down arrow here. It's going to be down. <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein, very much down. Hartenstein, very much down for me. I uh, I really singled him out as a player that I was not enjoying watching this night. I watched him make a lot of boneheaded mistakes. When the Nuggets were on their run, coming back into this game, and he dribbled into the into the middle of the key and just let go of the ball. Uh, I wanted to scream and cry, and so that came, for those reasons, I'm going to give him a down. Uh, there's a bit of a, a bowl factor here. Like at least he's playing, which was wow. Yeah, Hardenstein was at one point completely out of this rotation, even with the injuries. Um, but I'm going to say down just in terms of my personal belief. You know, not necessarily in his career or anything like that, but him being the backup center right now in Denver, it's just not working out. And <laughs> you need a backup center, and I can't help but wonder, guys, like. Everyone's going to talk about, you know, the Jeremy Grant decision, not getting any wings and all that stuff. But was it a late first rounder or like an early second rounder that the Cavs got in there and they got Jared Allen for in the James Harden trade? They attached themselves to that deal and they got Allen on the cheap. And it just seems, I mean, you could say this of every team in the league, but is that not a deal the Nuggets could have gotten in on? And, and wouldn't Dude, you like I a, know. I mean, there could be a high impact backup center on this team right now in Jared Allen. I guess right. there's really nowhere to go with that other I than, know. yeah, that well, stinks. you don't but. know. I mean... <laughs> It's always difficult to talk about like what the Nuggets could or could not have done mm -hmm. in trades because you don't know what those conversations of course. are like. What was you on the table? Yeah, you, you have no idea. It, I, are you asking me if I would like to have Jared Allen? Yes, I would. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dev, are you out on the Hartenstein in Denver thing altogether? I mean, where's, where's your hope meter out on Hartenstein? He's already said he can't say anything bad about Zach. No, I know that he can't say yeah, anything yeah, bad, yeah, but yeah, do you think it'll get better? Yeah. yeah, I think that they should be in like LA filming movies or something like that, or taking pictures, Instagram and things like that. Like as far as on a basketball court, he's not bringing it right now. He brings nothing to the table um, or anything that the Nuggets really do need. Uh, you needed a guy that was Mason Plumlee or just, you know, like somebody that you could be on, like put on the floor and they're going to give you the things that that you're supposed to do when you're that height and you're athletic. Um, no. We need you to rebound. We need you to play hard. We need you to um, alter shots at the rim. We need you to just be big and out there. We don't we don't have your girlfriend on the team. So you, <laughs> what do you have for us? What do we have outside of his girlfriend? It is. Um, it, I've heard it repeated to me eight bazillion times in person and online that. The easiest thing to find in the NBA is a backup center because you just need a big guy that can doesn't have to shoot, that can just block shots. It, poppycock, I say. Uh, you, like not a, Just being a big guy does not make you good at NBA basketball. We're seeing it in Einstein, but who cares? The wind is here. Let, let's hear what Carson Wind has Wind is here. We will do the media stuff on the other side of this break, but Wind, while we have you here... I want to talk to you about this because you're the trust the bench guy. I know you believed in Hartenstein. Get down, baby. Um, where are you at on Isaiah Hartenstein, up or down? And and do you think that this can get better here in his time with the Denver Nuggets? Um, I am the trust the bench guy. There we go. I am the trust the bench guy. Uh, but I did say on this post game show uh, two days ago that they need to get a different backup center for the playoffs. Um, he terrible. can get better. He can get more comfortable. He just really hasn't even played that many minutes in the NBA. He still looks like he's a bit frantic out there. Frantic's a good word, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so down, for sure, right now. We gave you the visual cue. You don't just down. say down. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, All right, bro. guys, uh, a couple more before the break here. RJ Hampton. Uh, Eric, RJ Hampton, up or down? You can take my, uh, take my arrows. I'm going to go up. I love RJ Hampton. I mean, he... I, again, a lot of energy, um, out of control. I would say <laughs> portions to, of tonight, which is not great. He's sort of like revealing himself to be a little bit of a Tory Craig in a sense. Like he's not as tall as him, but um, he's an energy player that can help you on defense and is really unpredictable on offense. Uh, but again, like I just love, I just love what the kid brings. Um, and a game like this, the bar is so low, and just nobody's giving you anything, any positive light. So just to see a little bit of shine from him, and you know, outside of just this game, like I just like uh, I like the prospect of what we get from RJ. Wind RJ Hampton up or down? I'm up on Hampton. Um, I'm surprised we didn't see him before the third quarter tonight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I know why. It, it was a bull bull night. I don't think we'll have another Bull Bull night for a bit. What did you think of Bull's night, and particularly the decision to go back to him in the second half? Surprised for sure. 
Um, for sure. I mean, he hit a three, but uh, just looks a little lost out there. Yeah. And I mean, it's understandable when he hasn't played a ton, but he just didn't give you what you needed tonight. So I thought RJ was going to play, um, especially because they were playing Trey Young. And I thought he did some good things in the second half. I tweeted at halftime, we're going to see a lot of RJ Hampton in the second half. He played 11 minutes, maybe could have played even more. Yeah. Dev, up or down on RJ? Up on RJ. Um, not tonight. I don't think that he, you know, was was great tonight. But, you know, looking, like, into the future, you know that he's going to be a, a player that you could put on anybody, and he's going to be able to stay in front of him. He's going to be able to get go out there and give you great energy and minutes. Um, and, and when you have a player that's an end-of-the-bench player, you just need them to do their job, and he does his job every single time. Um, he's still learning on the fly just like every other rookie is, but he's a, he's a great rookie defender, um, and that's something that you could build around, especially seeing that the Nuggets don't have many defenders right now. So having a guy that does play defense is just like refreshing. We'll take a break, guys. Time and time again, the one thing that will protect you against economic downturns is an education allowing you to adapt into varying careers. Go and build your toolbox at MSU, MSU Denver Online. It puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. It's the Colorado Institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs. <laughs> Taught by professors bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver has been doing the online education for years. This is not some shift after the pandemic. These guys are pre prepared to provide you the education you need. Uh, don't have to choose. And not choosing between you know convenience and safety is of the utmost importance right now. Check out MSU Denver Online. Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee. I love it. One of my favorite ways to get my morning started. What is it? Well, you know what coffee is, Eric, right? I'm sure you're familiar. Coffee, I've heard, yes. CBD, uh, it's not like THC. It's not going to get you high, no, no. but you might notice an alleviation of certain things like maybe anxiety. Uh, it takes the edge off some of your IBS. Uh, I think it's great, and you can head to Strava Craft Coffee right now and get 20% off a one-time order using code DNVR20. Or you can use that code for their subscription service. Get 20% off every single shipment. You can choose what flavor, what dosage you get, and when it comes to you every two, four, three, five, six, eight weeks. Skip seven, but they're all available to you. <laughs> Check out Strava Craft Coffee, and make sure you use code DNVR20 to save 20%. Man, I got crushed on bets today. Back here on the show with Harrison uh, Wind, no who was on the media call. Harrison... Take us through what we heard from the Denver Nuggets and head coach Michael Malone tonight. Yeah, so I only spoke to Michael Malone and Zeke Naji. I think Monte Morris just spoke. Jamal Murray is also supposed to speak, but I wanted to catch you guys while the show was still going. Thought thought that was important. Mm. <laughs> um, Michael Malone was asked about the fact that Michael Porter Jr. only played 19 minutes. Yes, tell us. Uh, so Michael, of course, started the three tonight. We thought maybe he started the four, but he started the three. Uh, he subbed out with some starters late in the third quarter, never came back. Uh, Malone said, we were getting our ass kicked. I took a lot of guys out. I took all starters except Nicola out in that third quarter because we were getting blown out. Just looking for a group that was going to play hard. So it wasn't just individual. It was a collective group decision, and the guys that were out there got us back in the game. So, I mean, did you guys talk about Porter's – Absence in the fourth. Yeah, we were surprised to see it, Harrison. We yeah. thought he played pretty yeah, like, pretty solid defense in the first half. The, the offensive approach was okay. Yeah, I'd say that's been the question of the of the lounge here. And right? I think it's the question a lot of fans have. And like I'm hearing what Malone's saying, but then you look at the starters, like 30 minutes for Zeke Naji, almost 37 for Yoke, 26 for Will, 35 for Jamal, 19 for Porter. So there's a difference there. There's a reason we're talking about him. Oh, when were you surprised to, to not see him out there? Definitely, definitely. And, I mean, I think he's got to play more than 19 minutes. Yeah. He's got to. Uh, coming off the game he had last night or two nights ago, uh, you want to keep this going. You want to yeah. keep his confidence up. Well, this is the time of the regular season Damn, to get him in rhythm. Ugh. This is the stretch, you know. Heading into the All-Star break, you got, what, six games left? Get him into a rhythm. Play him more than 19 minutes. And he's just he's coming off some strong performances, right? So you'd think... Yeah, so, so he, did, he didn't address MPJ specifically at all. Yeah, he never actually answered the question. He didn't answer the question like at he all. He kind of just went around it all and, and and went back to the whole group, but nothing about him specifically, which That's you still want to answer. Like, and if that you're is gonna, the question. If you're yeah. going to do that about MPJ, at least exactly say why. He, may, he missed some rotations or yeah. say something that you could go back to. But for you to just, like, 
give a cop-out answer that went around it. it it makes it really hard to like like at least even gauge like how you feel about the situation right this feels like the way malone was handling this when he first got here mm. which at the time you go okay that's fine there's argument to make that that's bore fruit here for mpj but at this point in the stage of development it feels a little feels a little frustrating yeah. what else did we hear harrison i mean just on porter two blocks tonight yeah 19 minutes i think he started four or four and then finished up four seven so yeah i mean he's uh he's got to be playing more than that in yeah. my opinion no doubt uh what else did michael malone say he didn't blame it all on the defense the defense was bad but he said the offense also struggled the turnovers as well uh, denver had 13 turnovers that they were credited for malone said that resulted in 20 points uh, for the hawks so the storyline of denver beating themselves which we've talked about a lot and he categorized his rotations in the second half as he was quote in search mode hmm. just searching and searching for reliable defense for you know people who aren't going to turn the ball over he was searching uh, he did speak highly of monte morris's play tonight who had zero turnovers in 32 minutes six assists to the monte points, seven rebounds six assists for monte tonight and then uh Faku also he said Faku's energy uh he thought Faku did a good job but we have to play harder we have to play better he also said it's a very long road trip for our guys so um maybe that can handle some blame too where was his mood at i mean was there a read on the tone at exasperated tired ready to go home tired yeah exasperated's good not the world is ending right um but yeah disappointed i mean this is a game the nuggets probably should have won they're a much better team than atlanta even with how many guys denver's down atlanta down guys as won. well man you look at this road i mean these last three games they really should have gone at least two or three it's okay it, it's Dude. it's a disappointing result for sure yeah. all right who else did we hear from what did we hear harrison so I only heard from Zeke. Um, I'm going to see if we get anything here on Monte that, that pops up on Twitter or from Jamal. Uh, he, he was asked kind of about what's the biggest adjustment. Is it on the offensive end or is it on the defensive end for him at this point after getting some games under the belt? Uh, he said on the defensive end, there's a lot more thinking involved there. And just on his start, he, he said he felt like he was ready um, to start. He did a lot to prepare for it. He felt like he was mentally locked in. And... Um, I mean, Zeke Najee definitely in the Michael Malone circle trust. That seems to be the case. Right? Yeah. What'd you think of Najee's night, Harrison? Uh, I mean, I'm up on him. Yeah. I think I am. Three of five from the field, one of three from three. He also stepped out of bounds on that other made mm. three. Um, but I love that he's playing. I, I love that he's playing. Even if, like, Paul Millsap had been healthy, I would have been a proponent of the Nuggets saying, like Paul, just take a night off. We're gonna play yeah. Zeke tonight. Yeah. This is a Zeke night. Like that's what Denver should be doing right now. So uh, I love the fact that he's playing, and I mean it's only gonna be good for him going forward. Uh, well, it's been a lot of what a bummer night. I do have I have one thing I'd like to go to, Ali. Um, I did award a prestigious award tonight, and I think that it should be brought up. The winner of the 2021-2020 season, D-line's official worst hair of the NBA. Awarded to Trey Young tonight. Congratulations. Wow. Who were the other finalists? Who were the other finalists? The other finalists, uh, the other finalists I, I'm a, I'm, I hate to bring it up. I don't like to rub salt in the wound, but unfortunately, Colin Sexton just came up a little short. <laughs> Potentially, if he'd grown two rat tails instead of just the one, or Yusuf Nurkic and Kyle Kuzma, both of whom gave themselves red clown wigs intentionally. Um, yeah, intentionally. Robin Lopez, who refuses to wear. A headband, even though his hair is unmitigated, an unmitigated disaster every night. All of whom, including me, are here to tell Trey Young, you did it. Congratulations. You look awful, and we are here to award you for it. Professional <laughs> logo designer, creative, I don't want to call you genius, something well, short of that. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, true hair expert, Eric Weedham, D-Line Co. Harrison, I'm glad we have you back on the show. I always miss you when you're doing those media calls because we miss your perspective. Um, so this is that part of the show where we ask you what you think and you say everything we already said and then we make fun of you. <laughs> so what did you think tonight, Harrison? Um, it seemed like to me the game flipped when Michael Malone called that early timeout in the second quarter. Uh, 16 seconds yeah, in. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. 
You didn't. We did not. Oh, wow. Um, That's a good point. The Nuggets were actually up 33-30 to 30 at that point. Like, they were still leading. And, yeah, they were up and um, gave away most of that lead in the first. But they came out of the second quarter or came out in the second quarter with, with nothing. That timeout happened. Nothing changed. And from then on, like, Denver just wasn't there. They, really? just, they just didn't have it. Seems like a real turning point in the game. And I don't know, like, when guys are this exhausted and – you're at the end of this road trip, and like the white knuckling it approach, you know, I just wonder how infectious that tension is, right? And does it seem more exhausting, more daunting, if your coach doesn't believe in you enough to let you play through 16 seconds through the second quarter? Yeah, do you think that it has something to do with the fact of who it was that scored? Like he had just made a, a rotation, and then it was the bench unit, um, which we already know has been struggling. And then it's Gallo that hit the three point uh, three ball. It's like we need to talk about this to try to get some. Um, something going like I don't I don't want to fault Malone on that because like at the time I think he was just like hey let's not get this away let's talk to him as soon as it happens just so that we could like stop it before it happens but from there it's like the floodgates really just open from that point yeah I mean I think it was a case of it was going badly to end the first and then it flipped to the second and it just seemed like nothing had changed and like yeah we obviously can't continue down this path Terrible game. That's yeah, so rough grumpy. night. I mean, Man, vibes were good. This is like vibes one of these now bad. This is like one of these games. It's like such garbage that you're like, what are you supposed to do with this? There wasn't a single good vibe from the moment after. It that was vibeless. Out. This it's was true, a vibeless yeah. game. Uh, well, at least it's Portland. Portland is like the kind of opponent where if you you have a feel-good game, MPJ plays well, the vibes are back, the energy's back. Uh, but, this uh, just might be the season, man. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be a vibes tough. good, vibes bad. It is vibes a dude. Good, it is the, the quest for the vibes. Where are the vibes? <laughs> Any other takeaways, vibes, Harrison, dude. from this game tonight? Um, this felt like every Rockets game over the last mm. five seasons. Mm. The Clint Capella, the lob. Clint, uh, yeah, Trey Young playing the role of James Harden. Clint Capella playing the role of Clint Capella. <laughs> yeah, brutal. <laughs> it's just a formula that Denver really has never stopped consistently. I will say, Denver loses in Atlanta all the time. And I was referencing this on the pregame show. It was Earl Boykins that was talking about, like, he'd looked at an upcoming road trip, and the Hawks were worse than they even are now. And he was like, oh, that's going to be a loss. I was listening to it on the radio. I was like, what? Why is that going to be a loss? And it's like, Atlanta is just, like, <laughs> players show up, and, like, they just they just go crazy. Like, they go out. They, like, I don't know what it is. He – I I, I would be one to be like, that's not true. But I was coming from a guy that had played on the Nuggets in the NBA. So maybe there's something to it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. One last up, down, uh, up or down for us, guys, to oh, close boy. the night. Harrison, the Denver Nuggets, up or down? Oh, shnikes. It's, it's kind of legitimately tough to tell right now. Uh, only two 24 choices. hours ago, this, this was an easy decision. This is like uh, okay. Indiana still Jones still up. trying to I'm figure still out the weight. The <laughs> Talk me through it. Talk me into it. Look, like, I, these games, as much of a cop-out as this is to say, they just happen. Denver's probably going to have more of them this year than, than last year. But all this season is about is getting to the playoffs and getting there as healthy as possible. Yes, you would love to get the four seed, but this season is – is so almost like fake in a way with all the injuries and the COVID absences and stuff that you just need to get to the playoffs in one piece and see what happens from there. You don't, you can't, you cannot be in the seven or eight seed. Like that is a disaster, but there's still time to climb yourself yeah. out of that hole. Just get there in one piece. It's what this season's about. Superstar Def up or down? I am down right oh, now. On the Nuggets. Bummer fest over just here. Just really because I don't the the issues that they have, I don't see how you fix their issues right now. Um they're without their defenders and we don't have like really a timetable on anything. We didn't hear anything about Jermichael Green. Um we have no idea when Paul Millsap is coming back. Gary so Harris true. just went down um after coming back. PJ so still a question mark. P- PJ, we, we we don't have any answer. There's a guy on the team, Greg Whittington, we've never heard anything about it. We, <laughs> We just don't know anything um, on top of the fact that they're just not getting it, you know, done against these teams that you just always would always would pencil in as a win. Um, 
you, you just know that the Nuggets will beat some teams, but this year you're just like, we're going to see what happens. And that's not a good place to be in um, for a Nuggets fan or for the Nuggets team to just not have many answers. Eric, up or down? It's tough. I'm going up. Listen, the Denver Nuggets are. I'm not. Listen, I'm not out on the team. They're not playing well right now. They're currently down. But do I believe any less in this squad? No, I do not. Like, I have seen enough markers and enough uh, good things out of players that I know what this team can do. Like, Gary Harris is injured. PJ Dozier is injured. Paul Millsap is injured. Jamichael Green is injured. Like, that's how you fix all of your problems. Those players playing basketball on the court. Like, and again, you brought him up, Greg Whittington. <laughs> like, we have to fix his issues. But I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I, I'm joking around. Like, but honestly, like, Jokic played terrible tonight by his standards. Um, yeah. They, the Nuggets really could have used him. Unfortunately, the Nuggets have become all too reliant upon him. And mm-hmm. when that leg of the chair falls out, like, you really see, like, people scrambling, not really knowing what to do. Um, you know, we're coming to the All-Star break, which is actually going to be a blessing, I believe, for the Denver Nuggets. I have a, they have a chance to really get healthy coming out the other side and figure out who they are for that that stretch, um, you know, the race for what ho- can hopefully be the four seed. Um, so, you know, listen, it's dark. It feels like garbage, but I'm not out on the team. I'm not down on the team. Well said. I would say down because they're not healthy, right? The goal is to be healthy, and they're very far from it. And this was a roster construction that I still think can work but there was not a lot of room for error. And no one's, it's no one's fault that they're injured, the organization least of all, but they are lacking certain body types. And once some of those guys went down, uh, there, was, there really wasn't an answer. So they're in a tough spot. The argument for up is this. Just that last game we saw MPJ, Murray, and Jokic play well together for the first time. Totally. Tonight, I thought the defense was bad, but physically... And offensively, Jamal Murray looked like that guy for the third game in a row. I think it's the fourth. Always a lot of flaws. Sure, sure. And I'm just talking like that superstar level. I'm saying. All all the the myriad and obvious blatant flaws in this team notwithstanding. This is the NBA. So, big market, Brendan, if you believe in the top-end talent, then you should be up on the squad. Feeling better about Jamal. Feeling better about MPJ tonight. Bumping the road with Malone's decision-making. But that's the case for up. Is that those three... It's in a better place than it was a week ago. Which injured guy do you think they missed the most tonight? Gary Harris. Gary, Gary Harris. Harris. Yeah. Perimeter D. Gary Harris. I was going to maybe say Jamichael Green. Mm. Um, just because the missed rotations and the stuff on the backside of the defense. And, I mean, when your bigs are Jokic, Najee, and Hartenstein, I mean, that's just tough. Yeah. That's just tough. Yeah, that's but true. then, I mean, consider the fact that Najee was essentially starting because of Gary. I mean, MPJ would have been playing that four, um, if not for that injury. Whatever. It's it's. They got killed on boards tonight. The, it would have been nice for the, thirty-three. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like a half of done, half a yeah. dozen one, whatever. Uh, we needed them both. We need them all. We need our Denver Nuggets. Following the vibes is a real roller coaster, man, on an NBA season. And I'll say the good news is, at least for people's just sort of peace of mind mental state i really think portland's the kind of game where if you win that one and you win it the right way all is well in nugget land again um we'll see guys just winning we'll see patience is a virtue um (laughs) but i admit this isn't very fun (laughs) we'll talk to you guys next week thanks for watching don't forget to hit that like button that subscribe button Um, we appreciate the hundreds of you thousands of you that rock with us even during these losers lounges you guys are the best keep the faith enjoy your sunday evening night all right, before we get out of here, guys, got to tell you about MSU Denver Online. I took a class with them last summer. It was a great experience, and I'm somebody who hasn't been in the classroom or in the virtual classroom for a while, but I got right back to it, and it was great because the teachers at MSU Denver Online are awesome. A lot of them work in the field that they're teaching in, and the other thing is they've been teaching online forever, so they know how to get that information across to you in a really engaging manner. You can check out the entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online. Sign up for a class in the summer, maybe next fall. They are great at catering to any type of student, no matter what your schedule is. If you work a job on the side, they can work with you there. Uh, So check them out today. You can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online.